All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Happy Monday. Good to be back in the seat after a week of travel. And a big thank you to Amanda Head for sitting in for me and doing a great job with a lot of great interviews and mixing up some of our own conversations into her great repertoire of the last week. Always grateful for that. All right. It is a big day, not only in Congress in Washington, but really in the history of this nation. The compromise border bill that Senate Republican leadership and Senate and House Democrats in the White House negotiated is perhaps one of the most significant moments in our border's history. Why? Because for the first time, the party of Reagan and Lincoln and the Bushes and other conservatives, the party of Trump, a certain segment of its leadership, of its membership, wants to argue that there isn't a crisis at the border if the number of illegals crossing per day stays under 5,000. It basically normalizes or legitimizes a regular heavy flow of illegal aliens into the country. Basically, the bill, as Senator Langford put it together with the Senate Democrats and their independents, basically would say 150,000 a month is okay in illegal aliens, which is 1.8 million a year. It fundamentally changes the border security of this country, and many of its mechanisms for protecting the border. It is really quite remarkable. And while a lot of people are selling it hard today, large numbers of Senate Republicans are dropping off the bill, Senator Cruz, Senator Johnson, Senator Rubio, all saying that they're going to vote against it. And of course, Mike Johnson, the House Speaker, says that it is dead on arrival. Now, that said, don't rule out the possibility that if it gets through the Senate, through some sort of bipartisan effort, that Democrats don't try to find enough Republicans in the House to force a discharge petition and force a vote on that and perhaps give Joe Biden a victory. That's how big the stakes are for what Senator Lankford and Senator McConnell, the leader, and Senator Cornyn and others have set in motion. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to talk to some of the 
premier experts on this bill. John Zadrozny, who advised President Trump on immigration and border issues in the White House, now at America First Legal. He's going to join us at the top of the show to tell us what's actually in the bill and educate you not on the spin, but on the actual provisions of the bill. And then in the second half of the show, Congressman Glenn Grothman, who's done so much over the last couple of years to use investigative powers to show just how broken the immigration system is to show how much money you, the taxpayer, have been footing to transport and move and welcome and care for illegal aliens who have crossed the border illegally. He's going to join us to talk about the politics in Congress, what happens in the House, what, how this plays into the 2024 election. And so you're going to get a good sense of what one of the key subcommittee chairman in Congress, someone who oversees the Border Security Subcommittee on House Oversight, what he thinks about it and how this plays out. You're going to have those are two great guests for a momentous day. Now, before we get to that point, I want to just give you a sense of how much the Republican Party has changed. It wasn't that long ago when Newt Gingrich was Speaker of the House, the Republican Speaker of the House, and Bill Clinton was the sitting president of the United States. And at that very moment in 1995, literally 29 years ago, nearly 30 years ago this year, Bill Clinton gave his State of the Union address to the American public. This is what he said about illegal immigration. This is a Democrat standing before a Republican Congress talking about the obligations of the country to protect its border. Just listen to this right now. All Americans not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. We must do more to stop it. That's Bill Clinton, a Democrat, not even three decades ago, standing before a Republican Congress. Today, a large number of Republicans in the U.S. Senate, aligned with Mitch McConnell and Jim Lankford and others, are saying the opposite, that it's okay to allow these illegal aliens to come across our country until they reach 5,000 a day or 150,000 a month or 1.8 million a year, because those are the numbers that these will be codified if this bill was ever made legislation. That's how far this debate has evolved in the last few years. It is extraordinary to me, extraordinary to me, that this would um, have changed so much in 30 years. It's whatever you are, wherever you are in the debate of immigration, you have to appreciate how big a change this is. The Democratic Party under Joe Biden believes a, a, a huge flow of illegal aliens is okay for America, even if they beat police officers in New York like we saw this weekend, or they invade the homes of people living in Chicago as these 
illegal alien gangs are beginning to do in areas around Chicago, other parts of the country. It's okay if they usurp our systems, kick our children out of schools as they did in Brooklyn, or take over our police departments because there's nowhere else for them to sleep, or use billions of dollars of taxpayer money that could otherwise go to other things we need in this country, or to stop VA veterans from getting determinations on their benefits because now those VA workers are working to determine the health benefits of illegal aliens. That's what's being said by the Democratic Party and those in the Senate Republican leadership that are fostering this bill are saying, listen, we agree up to 5,000 a day. It's okay. We're going to normalize it. That is what this legislation, this moment in history is. It's much larger than just a another immigration reform attempt. It is a undoing of 247 years of border law, or certainly border concepts in our country. The immigration laws were actually passed around 220 years ago, 230 years ago. But the concept that we need to have a sovereign border and that getting to this country required following the law, the concept of Ellis Island, the concept of deportation for those who commit crimes or commit the crime of illegally crossing the border. It's eviscerated. It's normalized. It's changed. All the bad behavior that was impugned or negated or arrested or convicted or litigated over the last two plus centuries, it's changed by this legislation should it become law. And that means the efforts of Greg Abbott would be stopped, uh, neutralized in Texas. It means that the uh, border patrol agents would continue to be concierge servants primarily. Now, there are you know things in the bill that provide more money for border patrol agents. There are things that tighten up some of the asylum determinations. But the core impact of this legislation would be to say the government doesn't have a reason to panic or to act extraordinarily until 5,000 immigrants cross the border daily for seven days consecutively. And then all of a sudden, then expulsions could begin. It could be in the past, it would be that expulsions could begin anytime an illegal alien was encountered. You're out of here. You're arrested. You're detained. Now, there is a suggestion by some Republicans and almost all Democrats that we can normalize an illegal alien influx into this country of 5,000 a day without having to be alarmed or using the full forces of the United States government to stop it. That is why this is such a historic moment and why today we're going to focus on these issues, right? That's why we're going to have them. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to kick things off with John Zadrozny, an America First Legal former advisor to President Trump on immigration and border issues. He's going to walk us through what's in the bill first, then we're going to get a key congressman's reaction to it, Congressman Glenn Grothman, in the second block. We'll be right back after these messages for more discussion on this. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite 
under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. I want to stay on the topic of this compromise, if you can call it that, immigration bill that has been introduced in the Senate. A lot of Republicans jumping on board with Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden, and most importantly, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. That probably tells you all you need to know about the law. But our next guest, he was a key advisor to President Trump on immigration policies. Today, he works at the America First Legal Foundation, does some great work there. Joining me right now, my good friend, John Zadrozny. John, great to have you back on. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. Walk us through the highlights of this bill. I I heard Senator Lankford just a little bit ago saying everybody misunderstands that this 5,000 daily number is a good thing. Walk us through what it really does. You are on the front lines of immigration policy. You call balls and strikes. What does this bill really do? John, I think there's really no way to sugarcoat this. Uh, And you're going to hear this from a lot of leftists and uh, useful idiot Republicans like Senator Lankford. But this is an amnesty bill. Plain and simple. And um, the, the, our people are, you know, the broader our people are currently looking through all the, the nooks and crannies of this god-awful bill. But I can give you some of the basics. Well, number one, it codifies catch and release, um, which is something that is not even in law. Everyone in the past thought it was law. It's not. They're trying to basically codify that you have to catch and release. Uh, it allows up to one, uh, at least one million or so people to enter before any of the authority it claims to give the administration even kicks in. There's been a lot of talk of how this will give the president new powers to enforce the border. It's nonsense. It actually doesn't do anything that current law already gives much better authority to handle. Um, it funds sanctuary cities and these non-governmental organizations that are responsible for transporting illegal aliens across the country. It subsidizes free legal counsel. At, when I say free, uh, for them, not for the taxpayer, because the taxpayers are footing the bill. It expands parole instead of limiting it and curtailing it. It increases green cards. It gives work permits to the illegals who are here and all the ones that have come in the future. And that's just scratching the surface, John. Honestly, there's there's more here to this. And um, it's the funny thing to me is that it's such a bad bill. 
I kind of almost feel bad for James Langford that he would allow himself to be manipulated and embarrassed in this fashion. You know, somebody who just two years ago tried to present himself to the people of Oklahoma as a conservative. He's now the latest Republican to go down in flames as a, as a phony. Yeah. In fact, one of the terms most trending today on the X social platform is trader. And it's being applied to James Langford. I think a couple hundred thousand posts uh, on that, or at least a hundred thousand posts that I saw. It's DOA at the House, right? It's not going to get through the House already. That's pretty clear. But when you look at this, what is the motive for someone like a James Langford or a Mitch McConnell or a John Cornyn? By the way, John Cornyn coming from a state on ground zero of this. What is the motive for a Republican to join in and make this sort of deal with Democrats? Well, this is one of the problems I think we have is a broader issue than just in immigration. You see it everywhere. But this is a great example where you see Republicans, not conservatives, but people in the Republican Party from these deep crimson states who aren't really conservatives, like James Langford, like Fentanyl Mitch McConnell, like these people don't like us. They don't like you. They don't like me. They don't share a conservative worldview, but they grew up in red states and they knew they had to pretend to be Republicans to win office and power is more important to them. And then, you know, we, we turn our, our heads for a few years. We turn back. They've got really serious positions of power. Uh, they put forward garbage like this and they tell you and me that what we're seeing is not what we're seeing and that we're all wrong. And all we have to do is pass it to find out what's in it. Um, so I, I think I think this is just another example of, a, a you know, and there's also the possibility there are some members who think this is a good thing because it's a compromise. I've got to be honest, John, I've seen compromise bills in my time. Uh, there's no compromise here. Um, it's it's no more a compromise than uh, when uh, Neville Chamberlain gave the Sudetenland to Hitler in the 1930s, saying peace in our time. Like, it's essentially a complete surrender. Yeah, and it's so far from where Republicans were very proudly in 2019 and 2020 when the Trump border policies that you worked on were in place. And we started to see what Remain in Mexico do, Title 42, and all those different policies, which really made a difference. And it proved that you didn't need an act of Congress to enforce the law, that you can enforce the law the way the current laws are on the book. Why is there this sudden perception among Republicans that, the law needed to be changed in order to stop this. Quite frankly, it stopped without any legal changes by Congress back in 18, 19, and 20. Why do they feel like they need to do this? That's a good question. I mean, the answer is conservatives don't. In fact, the thing that I would point out is there are actually quite a few provisions in current federal law from the Immigration and Nationality Act that are incredibly powerful. Uh, You may be familiar with Section 212F of the INA, which basically is the president unilateral authority to exclude any alien or group of aliens from the country for any reason, for any duration. That's unilateral, unilateral, complete power. You don't need any new authorities. And what I think they're trying to do here is they're not, the people pushing this bill are not the conservatives. This is a radical leftist wish list. What they really want is more money. And so they're trying to pretend that they've done something good for enforcement purposes in order to get Republicans to sign off on another giant check so they can just fund the processing of more illegal aliens. Um, but you know, one thing people say a lot, John, it drives me crazy. They say immigration law is broken. There are provisions that could be tweaked and fixed. We work all the time with members of the Hill on on those those provisions, and hopefully we'll get them passed someday to fix those provisions. But I've got to tell you, John, most of federal immigration law is pretty solid. It's just we've never really had a situation until the Trump administration where the bulk of those provisions were actually honest to God enforced. Yeah, they're actually enforced, right? That's the amazing thing about it, right? The laws, when they're enforced, actually work. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> It was a well-thought-out system until we stopped following it. It is crazy what is going on. I'm really shocked by just sort of the way this 
dynamic has worked. Now, there's a lot of Republican senators that are clearly against it right away. Marsha Blackburn, Mike Braun, Ted Budd, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz. You know, there's a lot of big conservatives there. So a large part of the Republican caucus of the Senate is going to break from their party on this. What's the upside for passing this when you know it's already dead in the House for any Republican? Well, see, John, that's my big fear. I mean, you know, leave it to Republicans to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. right? <laughs> so I'm actually really worried about a scenario where uh, this passes the Senate and then the sheer weight of something waiting on the House's doorstep forces something to happen. For example, I could easily see a scenario where uh, Dan Crenshaw from Texas and a few other members who've been strangely very positive of this garbage bill um, working with Democrats to file what's known as a discharge petition sure. where they could force it to the floor and then – God only knows what happens at that point. And yes, Speaker Johnson, uh, Majority Leader Scalise said the right things. They said it's DOA. Um, I think they're being sincere, but I also worry about a scenario where it's, it's up for a floor vote in the House because that might be beyond their control at that point. Parliamentary move. Yeah. Right. Preferences, kill it in the Senate. And, you know, if you mentioned the senators who were no, that list is growing by the minute. <laughs> I, I actually wonder why they even bothered to do this if they didn't do a headcount um, within the caucus. Yeah. If you're a John Cornyn, who seems to have endorsed this and standing behind the plan, and you've got to go home and face the very people that are living this nightmare and saying, well, listen, it's only going to be 5,000 going forward or less. What does that look like for a John Cornyn in Texas? I really don't know, John. I, I John Cornyn has been in the U.S. Senate a long time, maybe too long. Um, I think you've got a lot of members who are maybe so embubbled, in, in that's not a word, I made it up, but you know they're just trapped in the D.C. Beltway mentality and they never really speak with constituents that um, they don't know it's a big deal and on paper this looks good to them because they don't care. I'll say there are a couple silver linings to this garbage bill, John, one of which is this is hitting now in, in February of 2024. A lot of Republicans, I mean all Republicans in the House, but a, a couple here and there in the Senate are up for primaries in the spring. Uh, summer and uh, constituents are looking very closely at where they fall on this garbage bill. And uh, hopefully they'll make the right decision, especially if they want to stick around. I mean, this is something that I think is being forced to a head by bills like this, which is there, there aren't really two parties in the country, John, there's one party. Um, It's people call it the unit party. Uh, Really the, the embarrassing thing is we don't really have a meaningful conservative opposition party in this country. And the Republican Party just antagonizes the people who want a little bit of a contrast with the left by supporting stuff like this. I really don't I really don't know what they're thinking. I think they're just causing damage and they don't even see it. It is a mind boggling thing to see a large part of the Republican Party almost indistinguishable from Democrats right now on so many issues. And even just the idea of cobbling all these different spending things into a single pot and tying it to the border. It used to be Republicans stood for voting on everything on the merits, right? So you vote on Ukraine and Ukraine, Israel and Israel. Now everything gets put in this crazy soup pot and people look at it and say, well, that's not very conservative. That's not the way I manage my budget. I don't put a block grant for myself when I pay my bills. I pay my phone bill, my utility bill. Is there a moment of reckoning? Is this more than just a clash between Biden's border vision and, and the Republicans, but maybe a reckoning within the Republican Party? I, I hope so, John, is the answer. I really do think that what we conservatives have a real choice in coming election cycles, um, especially with nonsense like this coming out of ostensible Republicans, including so-called leadership. Um, do we continue to support a party that insults us at every turn? Or do we do something else to make sure that we have political success? Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the fall. I do know that this is probably a bill that some members didn't want before their primaries, but that's just too gosh darn bad. We'll see what happens. But I don't know. It's really hard to sort of calculate the impact of stuff like this. But this is just one 
one of many bills over the last few years that have really been an insult to everything conservative about the party. And Republicans are rank and file Republicans, the people out there in the country who see this and just shake their heads. We've got some tough decisions to make in the coming years. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, there's no, no doubt about it. Last part I want to talk about it. This gives another billion or $2 billion to this conglomerate of NGOs that have been trafficking illegal aliens into the country. They get across the border. They get some form of amnesty in the country to stay here for a while. And all of a sudden, boom, they're dispersed all around the country. Do you have any sense of the size and scope of how much money taxpayers have been on the bill for just trafficking these illegal aliens into the interior of the country? How big is it since Biden took over? I mean, it's it's pretty massive, John. It's really sort of disconcerting because the way I look at it is this. You have cartels. They're making billions with a B, billions of dollars off of Joe Biden's open border policies. And these these organizations are making hundreds of millions of dollars off of the American people to help the cartels business model be successful. The best way the way I usually put it is the cartels couldn't really achieve their results. You know, think of them as like a company shipping a good to a customer without UPS or FedEx. And guess what? The NGOs are taxpayer subsidized human smuggling and trafficking FedEx or UPS. They are moving these people to their points of destination and helping the business transaction get completed. Um, The way I view it is quite simple, John. The next administration, if we're lucky enough to have a conservative pro-American administration, shuts every single penny off on day one. And then the Department of Justice launches RICO investigations against every single one of these organizations. One of the tricky parts about this, John, I've already encountered is a lot of these organizations have wrapped themselves in faith and religion. They all have a religious affiliation. You know, I, I'm Catholic. Sure, I'm Catholic, too. Yeah. Hey, Catholic charity is part of the conspiracy here. Like, uh, And these organizations all need to be held to account. Highest um, and so on and so forth. So, like, uh, we've got a lot of work to do. It's It's not just going to be a matter of closing the border because whoever comes in next is going to have to deal with the mess created by four years of open border chaos. And that's going to include a lot of criminal prosecutions, including of these NGOs. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. There's a big opportunity and a big message to be sent if the American people make the right choice in November of 2024. John, as always, we get the straight talk from you. Always uh, at such great expertise. We love having you on the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, John. God bless. Uh, you too. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Congressman Glenn Grothman, who oversees the Border Security Subcommittee, the House Oversight Committee, he's the man who found all of those abuses and the lost children, all the things that we documented on this show last year. He's going to join us now. Before we do that, though, I want to give a quick shout out to our good friends at Hillsdale College. They are great partners with Justin News and John Solomon Reports and Justin News No Noise, the television show. And they're also a great partner with my good friend and fellow podcaster on Justin News, Victor Davis Hanson. He has his online courses at Hillsdale College. That's right. You can take an online course with Victor Davis Hanson. That's amazing, right? Learning from one of the best in the world. I recommend you sign up for American citizenship and its decline. Very apropos for the discussion we're talking about today about the evisceration of the border, the normalization of illegal immigration. Victor Davis Hanson in this eight lecture course explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders like we're talking about today, the growth of an unaccountable deep state and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so you can start whenever and wherever you want, whenever, wherever you want. Start your free course, American Citizenship and its Decline with Victor Davis Hanson today. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, it's easy, and it is downright informative. You don't get any better than my good friend Victor Davis Hanson. So go there today, hillsdale.edu slash justnews 
to start. Get started today. All right. When we come back, Congressman Glenn Grothman right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. We're going to stay on the border bill that was introduced in the Senate last night. We now have it on paper. We know what it says. Our next guest has done more in the last year as a chairman of the most important subcommittee when it comes to border security on the House Oversight Committee than anyone I know. He's the one who highlighted the problems with children not being cared for by the government after being led into this country. So many of the failures of the entire government system that is supposed to protect our nation's borders and those who who cross them legally and illegally. Joining us right now, Congressman Glenn Grothman from the great state of Wisconsin. Sir, good to have you back on. Glad to be on the show. Sure disappointing, though, to see what uh, the proposed deal is. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Someone said this to me overnight. It was a Democrat who first said it to me. Uh, the difference between Democrats and at least uh, the Republicans in the Senate, you can't tell it anymore. It's almost like there is a uniparty in the Senate. Uh, just a few years ago, it wasn't that long ago when a Bill Clinton said, hey, we have to deport people who are legal, legally in the country. Uh, Ronald Reagan, a strong defender of the border. Uh, Republicans who support this in the Senate don't seem like the party of Reagan right now. No, not at all. Well, as Mike Johnson does point out, it's us against the assembly of the the House Democrats, but also against the Senate Democrats and the Senate Republicans. I mean, I don't really see what we got in this proposed agreement. They started with a premise that we're not going to kick people out until we get to 150,000 people a month coming here. I mean, under President Trump, depending on the month, you'd be between five and 20,000 a month crossing the border. Now we're saying we're satisfied if President Biden can hold it at 150,000, which seems ridiculous. And, and even then, we're increasing other ways to legally come into the state and legally come into the country as well. So um, I, it's, it's such a disappointment. Uh, it is the type of thing that an open borders congressman would want. 
Yeah, uh, that's just it. Uh, one of the things that you focused on a lot is this network. Some of it is federal agencies. Some of it are NGOs that receive tax dollars. Uh, the way they take the taxpayer money and they use it to disperse these illegal aliens across the country, making it harder to find them later on. Uh, there's a lot more money in this proposal to do more of that. How concerning is that? Oh, very much. I know you're talking about a $2.3 billion upper uh, for NGOs who are going to take care of these people. So a further inducement to people to come here because they will get that much more lavish treatment as we give that much money for the non-governmental organizations. Uh, not only that, we also have something here, more taxpayer-funded lawyers for illegal immigrants. Well, we all know the way lawyers operate. You give lawyers money, they'll they'll come up with motions this or that to keep people here. I mean, really, we have American citizens who they do something bad, they can't afford a lawyer. But now the government's going to give lawyers to people who are trying to get here illegally. I mean, who agrees to this stuff? Yeah, it, it is pretty extraordinary. Well, we know one person who agreed to it, Senator Langford and I guess Senate leader uh, McConnell and his team, Cornine and gang, they apparently agreed to it because they're getting behind it. I wanted to ask a little bit about this 5000 uh, uh, average illegal crossers per day limit. That that's when the emergency sort of kicks in, these emergency powers. A lot of people saying this codifies basically a certain amount of illegal entry to the country every day. Is that a fair analysis? Right. I think what you're doing is you're saying 150,000 is no big deal. And like I said, under President Trump, you'd be under 20,000. Now we're saying 150,000 is okay. How could anybody sign off on such a thing? Yeah, right. 150,000 a month would be a non-emergency under this bill. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. What happens in the House? Obviously, this is dead on arrival. Then the politics start, right? All the Democrats will say Republicans in the House don't care about a border deal. They're, they're spreading the old party. How do House Republicans effectively message and educate the American people about this? Well, this is a good start just on your show. People have to realize how many more people are being let in now than were being let in three years ago. Uh, people have to realize the human problems of this, the unaccompanied minors coming across, the people dying in the Rio Grande, people dying in the Arizona heat, but overall, just the huge number of people that are being let in here. And I, I hope the American public therefore wakes up. I mean, the American public doesn't even want an increase in legal immigration. Can you imagine uh, legal immigration plus 150,000 people a month? The American public should be outraged. Then what's going to have to happen, Mike Johnson's going to have to say, sorry, President Biden, this is the number one crisis facing the country today. We don't have time to deal with your project, Ukraine, until this is taken care of. Maybe we have to look at some of these appropriation bills, which would be referred to as budget bills. Uh, I wouldn't mind if Mike Johnson sat on some of those, even had a minor government shutdown. Not on things like the veterans, not on things like the Department of Defense, not Homeland Security, but perhaps some of these agencies are not as important as securing our border either. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, about 30 years ago, where uh, President Clinton, a Democrat uh, facing a Republican Congress, said we are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. And of course, that means if you cross illegally, you're going to get deported when someone uh, looks at this bill and the fact that Republicans are so together. If you're an illegal or you're contemplating illegal coming to the United States, have you has the message been changed for you as a result of this bill? Well, well. 
This bill sends a message to anybody who wants to come here that America is not serious about uh, our immigration laws. And that's why we have to get back to stay in Mexico policy. We have to go back to the point where if you're coming here from Honduras, if you're coming here from Brazil, if you're coming here from Vietnam, uh, you will no longer take the chance of giving the drug cartels $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 to maybe come in the country. And as soon as we begin to turn some of these people around, send them back to Mexico or send them to their country of origin, the demand to come in this country is going to dry up. But this bill doesn't do it. This bill says we think we can take in 150,000 people plus we can give out more green cards. Uh, plus, we're going to give you free lawyers to see whether you can argue way into not being deported. Uh, we're going to give more money to NGOs to make your landing here softer than it already was. you got to remember, President Biden has already given free health care to anybody who's coming here. There are a lot of Americans with big deductibles, but already as a carrot to come here, President Biden has said he promised it during his campaign. Free health care for everybody. I mean, is that outlandish? Yeah, it's 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 remarkable. And if they're not getting it free, they're getting it from the VA, which means our veterans aren't getting it. It's just mind boggling when people look at the uh, the perversion of assets and resources. It is like a goal is to ruin our country. And the, the American public have to wake up and realize that throughout this country's history. I don't care whether they're looking, you know, early, early 20th century, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. There were always the 60s. Certainly there were always people who wanted to fundamentally change America. And these are the people who right now are in positions of power of this country. America will be fundamentally different if we keep letting 150,000 people a month here. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And that seems to be the goal. Even Elon Musk was saying that on uh, the X platform this weekend. There's clearly a plan to this. Uh, last question for you. There's a lot on the House plate over the next few weeks. Uh, the I'd like to get your take on a couple of things that Speaker Johnson has done over the last few days. Uh, a clean Israel bill. That's going to be a tough vote for a lot of Democrats, isn't it? Yes, it will be. I think Mike Johnson did the right thing because what President Biden was trying to do is he's trying to say, if you want to help Israel, you have to help Ukraine. Uh, you have to accept a border bill that is as preposterous as this. And by taking the Israel aid off the off the t plate, which is something that I think is very popular and rightfully so with the American people, it prevents President uh, Biden from leveraging these perhaps other bad expenditures at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, there's no no doubt about it. Extraordinary times. Um, I know one thing, the American people learned an extraordinary amount of important information from the great oversight work you've done in your subcommittee, sir. It's uh, We learned so much last year, and I suspect we're going to learn a lot more this year, but we're really grateful for that and also for your time today. Well, thanks, and hopefully your listeners can do a good job of educating all their friends and coworkers as to what type of crisis we have on our southern border. Well, you've done a lot to help them do that by uh, joining us today. Really appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Very good. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to Congressman Grothman and also to John Zadrozny. I think we got a pretty good analysis of what's in the bill, what the reaction is, what its future is, and the impact on a political system that's heading into one of the most consequential presidential elections in recent history, the 2024 presidential election, which every day seems to be shaping up more and more like Trump v. Biden. Well, also, uh, if you want to have a bigger picture look at what's going on in America and Western civilization, be sure to check out that incredible free course at Hillsdale College, my good friends there. And of course, it's taught by my fellow podcaster and good friend, Victor Davis Hanson. I think one of the brightest thought leaders America has ever produced, certainly of this generation. Go check it out today. How do you do that? Go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Hillsdale.edu slash justnews. You can sign up for that course. It's free. It's easy. And by the way, you'll be so much well informed when you're done. All right. That wraps up today's edition. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.